Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Oh, and welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Thank you for joining us today. We've got a lot of fun things to talk about. We have indeed. We're, we're a little jet lagged for the second week in a row. <laughs> Last podcast, we just landed from a red eye from, from Maui and this day, we just got back from Denver, but we well, actually we were in Colorado Springs and we had to get up at the ungodly hour of 445 in order to get to the airport. But we're back home safely in Park City and Salt Lake and glad to be back and really glad to talk about you because I don't know about you, Linda, but I love these first podcasts of the month because we get to talk about gratitude and about gratitude journals. And we have no way of knowing exactly how many of you are onto this gratitude project with us, but we know it's a lot of you because we hear from uh, every once in a while, we hear from someone says they're doing it and they're loving it. And we're trying to take gratitude journals to a new level where we don't just do the same thing every day of the year. We do a very different kind of gratitude for each and every month. Right. And, um, it's, it's always fun to finish off one month and start another one. Kind I have loved uh, February because we have been writing something we love every day. And it does make you think for a minute at the end of the day or first thing in the morning. Um, what do I really love? My first thought is always I love Linda and I write that every day, but I know that's not a good idea. You have to have variety, right? But I did do a few things about <laughs> so. Linda this month that, that made me kind of think of you in a new way. Well, sometimes. it's kind of fun to really think about not only appreciate, but just what you really love. And sometimes it's just free time to do what you want, which doesn't happen very often, even for us at All our right. age. Before and, we jump into the, the uh, sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, and there are just so many other things that you don't really realize that you love unless you give it a yeah, moment yeah. thought and just write it down. That consciousness, that deliberate gratitude is what makes it so great. And, and the one for March, the twist, if you will, the new twist on gratitude for March, I think is especially interesting because it kind of gets back to what Ben Benjamin Franklin did in trying to mold his character by thinking of a different quality um, uh, each each week of the year. and uh, I'll just tease you a little with that. But before we jump into that, we ought to just talk a little about our experience in Denver yesterday. It was really, really fun. We did have a fun time. We rejoined some old friends who we've done a lot of work through uh, through the years. We've worked with the Young Presidents Organization, which we call YPO, which is an international uh, organization that is, if Anything is is organ maybe just not quite as organized as the Church of Jesus Christ, <laughs> but it's very organized all over the world, and it is really quite amazing the great things they do and the great people that we've met in that organization. In fact, I in Hawaii, I've been going through our travel logs, and I am just astonished that the opportunities that they provided us. We've done. Five round the world tours with them. That's right. I'm so glad so you're doing that because we, our memory was getting a little faded on some of those so beautiful much. experiences. Yeah. But that's actually a good idea, Linda, to give a real shout out to 
to YPO, Young President's Organization. This is not a snooty sort of men's club. It's anything but that. This is this is people who, before they turned 40, became the, the CEO of a company of a certain volume. So they're by definition, they're young, they're somewhat aggressive, they're type A. But I'll tell you what we've learned about them. We've been speaking to chapters of YPO. We've spoken to 50 chapters in 50 different countries around the world and probably every state in the U.S. There's a chapter almost in every major city in the world. Oh, and some a lot of And chapters, some with yeah. several chapters. And what we, what's, we were telling them this last night, this chapter in Colorado Springs, we were saying that that during the time we've been speaking to YPO groups, they have evolved. In the early days, 30 years ago, we would come in and do a spouse forum or we'd do something on parenting. And it was mostly the spouses of the members who would come. And the members were in some meeting talking about entrepreneurism or talking about investing or something else. That has so flipped. And now most YPOs will will tell you that they they think they know you know they know what they're doing in their business. It's their family they need help with, and we're often the keynote speakers because of that. And it is so fun to work with people who want to do their best with their families. Right, they're so family oriented, and they're smart, and they're really fun to talk to because they just grab onto ideas that they may not have thought of before. And, and sometimes they have fabulous ideas that Absolutely. they feed us. They have taught us so many things They've as well. Us so we've lot. been really blessed to do this. But it is really huge uh, to be talking to families about things that are really important. We met at, at our the, favorite things. We met at a fabulous new museum, the Olympic and Paralympic Museum, which is brand new. Brand they opened new. just as COVID hit. So hardly anyone's been there, but it shows all the great moments in Olympic history. In fact, the room we spoke in, the room we had the meeting in and presented our our discussion to them was uh, a room that has the scoreboard, the actual scoreboard of the Miracle on Ice, the, the time in 1980 when the USA beat the Russian hockey team in the gold medal game. That had never happened before. And uh, it, it was just so cool to be right in that room with well, that actual even scoreboard. We didn't want to, want to be reminded about Russia at that moment. We are yeah, so, so sad about this event. And, and there Ukraine. was one woman there who was from Ukraine last night. And we, oh, my goodness. We shed some tears together. Oh, gosh. We just got a recording of beautiful saints in Ukraine singing, Come Thou Found of Every Blessing. And asking for, um, and our, asking prayers. for our prayers because this is just a tragedy. In fact, we can't even talk about it anymore. I just, oh gosh, that is just yeah. un, unbelievable. And we anyway. have, as some of you know, we, we have a semi adopted young man. Our, we call him our Ukrainian son. He's, he's not a very young man anymore. He's done so well here in this country, but. His roots are in Odessa, which makes us even more sort of personally related to the awfulness that's going on there. But let's not talk about yeah, that. A, a, because we're not qualified to talk about it. Right, just that we're so sad. Yeah. I'm sure you are too. And But the great thing has been the rallying call and people are just showing up. It reminds me of 9-11. Yeah. When uh, only on the a people global scale. Yeah, landed yeah. In, in Canada. 
um, anyway, wherever that was, and people just came out of the woodwork and helped them and come to my house and shower and I'll take care of you and strangers just helping strangers. Oh, and I yeah. Think this I know is what you're talking about. All that, over that, Ukraine. That one news channel that was showing footage, I think, was, was it in Poland or Romania of the refugees coming in and people are bringing everything from blankets to food to hot chocolate. Right. And, and remember what Gee. the comment, you, you, you heard this better than I did, but he said something like, there's no government involvement here. This is not an orchestrated yeah. effort. He said, these are just ordinary people coming to the border to help the refugees as they come across. Yeah. And the woman who was the commentator said, no, you're wrong about this. There is a movement behind this and it's called love. Yeah, and yeah, I thought that, that was, was so line. so great. There is a motive. It's not the government, but there is there is a controlling, motivating force behind what's happening. Yeah. And then she paused and said, "And it is love." Yeah, that, that's beautiful. It's so great, but um, makes which makes us even more grateful. It, it just it's almost sad to be talking about the things we're grateful for when there's so much sadness going on. But we're grateful for those people that are taking care of those people. There's always something to be grateful for. I will just say a final word on our YPO speech last night. What, what we were essentially talking about, and it seems so ironic in light of what's happening in Ukraine, the, the biggest problem of these wealthy families, young and wealthy families, is entitlement. They're giving their kids too much. Their kids have the kids aren't learning to work. They're not learning to save. They're not take learning to take responsibility, yeah. be self-reliant. And so we, we basically promised them if they would work on having a family economy where they, 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 they have chores and they have household responsibilities and so on. And if they would work on their family narrative to where kids know where they came from and have an identity and a sense of being, that, that those would combat this sense of entitlement and actually turn it into a sense of what we call grit, G-R-I-T, the opposite of of entitlement. But what I was thinking, Linda, is how ironic it was that we're with these wealthy people trying to help them with an entitlement problem where in Ukraine, the problem is freezing to death or starving to death or being driven from your home or being shelled or having a nuclear accident. Right. We should... Just mentioned though that we were in Moscow two years ago with the YPO group. Yeah. And it was so interesting. They were such fine people. I mean, you just can't think all Russians are wicked because of Oh, that. these were great they people. They were such great people. And interestingly, they are the ones who said, well, our problem is that our parents are entitled (laughs) because they went through communism. They had nothing. And now we have lots of resources and they always want us to buy tickets to here and buy tickets to there and take care of them. them And that kind of made us chuckle a little bit because the tables are turned on them. But they were such fine people. And I'm sure they are just dying over this and oh, trying to figure can you out imagine how to being, get out. Can you imagine being a well-educated, and many of these friends of ours in Russia are educated in the West, they're very cosmopolitan, they're very world aware and so on. Can you imagine being a Russian citizen? Oh, and I'm, let's make this personal. The, 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 the day, two days before the invasion, we had an invitation come from this Russian chapter of YPO to come, come back, back to Moscow and, and teach them again, have another discussion with them about parenting and about family. And they had no clue what was about to happen. They have the ordinary 
even the, the well-educated Russian, Russian citizen had no idea that Putin would do something so, so, so awful. And, and so we were thinking about them. Uh, how would you like to be a Russian and be a member of a country where your president, you wake up one morning and your country has invaded another country unprovoked? I mean, the, the embarrassment and the shame. And I think a lot of these people are trying to leave now. But there you go. In a totalitarian scheme, they have, despite their their wealth and their business acumen, they have no voice. I know. It's, it's so many astonishing things have happened, including uh, the state of the nation. Uh, the state of the union. Uh, the state of the, the union, Biden, yeah. sorry, by Biden uh, last year. And how often do you see the whole entire house both sides stand? And usually it's one side stand, the other yeah, side stand. They're certainly now, united on Ukraine. All of them were standing every time Ukraine came up, which was really glorious to see. So yeah. anyway. But not to touch on politics other than to say that there is evil in the world and there is a lot of good in the world. And what's happening right now is making that line between them very, very strong and distinct. So, so we're going to we take a break, of, but, but I, yeah, let, let's. We've been teasing this a little bit now, but we want you to hang on because now with that as background, we're going to launch into some things that will really divert our minds a little bit and help us remember how thankful we are for a lot of things in our life. And, and we always need that, don't we? Even as we pray hard, and I know so many of you listening and indeed us are praying for Ukraine and and something about having a prayer that also includes a, a lot of gratitude sort of balances it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that's so right. we'll we'll just take a brief um, break and we'll come back and launch into this month's gratitude challenge, which we hope you'll join us in accepting. Be right back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back. We're um, going from somber to a little bit more lighthearted here toward the end right. uh, for the second half, um, because we're going to be talking about how we can be give a little different kind of gratitude in March than we did in February. And those of you who've been following, remember that in, in January, we were just, it was sort of the normal gratitude journal thing. It was just gratitude as gratitude. For for every day. And the challenge was to write down 10 things every day. Then in February, we shifted it to love in honor of Valentine's Day and so on. And in our gratitude journals, we weren't writing just something we're thankful for, but something we loved. And we tried to draw the clear connection between gratitude and love. The more grateful you are, the more you love. The more you love, the more gratitude you have. And now in March, we're, we're taking up a new, a new theme, and the theme is character. And I want you to think about that because that's a little counterintuitive. People don't always say, oh, gratitude equals character. But we want to suggest that that's exactly what it does and that the two go together beautifully. And in order to make that point, let us read you just a little bit of poetry that sort of tries to suggest this connection. So this is entitled Character. 
Not only can gratitude make us happy, it can make us good. If you can give us the courage to hold out our hand, for there is no darkness in gratitude and no light in its absence. Think about that. There, that that's a challenging statement. There's no darkness in gratitude and there's no light in its absence. Right, right. And if we, um, we it can give us courage to do that. Um, going on, how can we comprehend this more clearly? Try waddling, wadding up all bads into one wrap labeled self. Try, think about that. that. Try just taking all, everything that's bad and kind of wadding it up into one big bulge and label it self. Bad meaning what? Meaning, well, read on. And I think that becomes apparent. Selfish, self-centered, oh, self-absorbed, self-congratulating. Yeah, all that is the bad stuff. And notice that someone all wrapped up in himself makes a very small package. (laughs) That's an image to think about, isn't it? Someone all wrapped up in himself makes a very small package package. So how does gratitude relate to character? Maybe this will explain it. Then on the opposite side of the box, empathy, humility, love, courage, honesty, all flowing from gratitude. Can you think of an evil person who was grateful? Can you think of a proud unappreciative person who was good. I really, I really challenge you to think well, about maybe that. Maybe they're good some of the time. Well, I guess. I mean, they're but, not all bad. You know. But but if if a person there are there is real evil in the world, and that has yes, nothing to do with gratitude. It's separate from it. It's all about the self. It's yes, all about right. greed and so on. And and can you think of a of a proud unappreciative person? who was good. Uh, they, they really flow from each other. And so here's the challenge. Could it be that the mere practice of thanksgiving, in other words, the deliberate effort to see through a grateful lens, a gratitude lens, a thankful lens, is it possible that that makes bad men good and good men better? Is it possible that that gives us the honesty to be exactly who we really are in the in the best sense of the word? Mm, yeah. That reminds me of the Edmund Burke classic statement. Edmund Burke once said, this is a chilling statement. This is <clears throat> something that the more you think about it, the more troublesome it becomes. Edmund Burke said, all that is necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Oh man, which just plays right back it plays into, right into what's happening oh, now. Gosh, it's so true. E- evil triumphs. Evil is always there, and and all that's necessary to allow it to triumph is is not for for other people to advocate abdicate or give up, but for them to just do nothing. And what we're seeing in Ukraine right now is an example of people doing something, even if all they can do is stand in front of a tank or or make a Molotov cocktail and try to fight. Yeah, we just received a message today saying that there are kids, school kids out there with guns. 
there are retirees, there are people, anybody who knows how to shoot is going out there, just, which is horrifying. And we didn't anyway, intend, we didn't intend no, to go back no. to that, but that, but this is really it's relevant. So relevant. The yes. fact that character is formed through gratitude and, and even in the darkest abyss of Ukraine right now, we're hearing some people who are grateful to be alive. They're grateful to get out. They're grateful. And it's that for the help, yeah. for the help that they're getting. So let's, let's push it just a little further. It is intuitive to know that loving more and thanking more lifts the receiver, even as it builds the giver. And we've talked about that the last couple of months, but just thinking about it won't do it. It is the application of gratitude that brings the accumulation of goodness into our lives. In other words, if you're just grateful but never express it, it doesn't let that that goodness or that appreciation or that gratitude or that humility out into the world. But outflowing love and thanks creates the inflow of character. It's really true. It's really true. You let the one flow out. So here's the challenge that we want to give to you and to ourselves. And believe me, we, we're committing ourselves by doing we are, this. We pretty much have to do it. <laughs> we have to do it. So here's the challenge for March for every day. Thanks and love. One and one. One on one each day. Say thank you to someone. Not polite or just perfunctory but eye to eye, or at least heart to heart, feeling it, meaning it, record the receiver's name each day of the month in his book and write down what you thank them for. And I so think there's the challenge. Yeah, you think you can idea. do that every day? We're already up to March 5th as you're listening to this. Yeah. Or maybe the 6th because it will be, I don't know. I think and it's frankly tomorrow. easy to find someone to thank each day. Yeah, it you is. Know? Just, well, it's easy to because you can just text them. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's a, but the challenge actually says look them in the eye and thank them. Well, yeah, but you so you may always... not be able to do that every day, but I'll bet you can. Like we just walked into our building today, coming back from this from the airport, and there was the building manager walking through the hall, and it was just so easy to just say, Kimberly, thanks so much for a good job you do in this building, you know, and and she you know warmed her up. I mean. There just can't be too much gratitude in the world. And and why walk by someone when you have an opportunity to say thanks for something? Why not say it? Yeah. If it's in your mind, then it just comes up, but you don't think about it unless you're consciously thinking, I need to find someone to thank today. And it's not hard to find, Yeah. but um, I do. I mean, there are some days when I don't see many people, so right. um, it'll be good. Yeah, you, you can always a resort thank to you a note. text or I mean, a thank you note can be a great thing. You're yeah, right. It's something that people really treasure. A handwritten note a handwritten is note. really special yeah. now because that doesn't happen much anymore. Yeah, that, that's out of the ordinary. That an, an email or a text is the ordinary, but the thing that's not the norm is write a little note. Right. But it just strikes me, Linda, when you say that, that there's two... There's sort of two ways to, to do this and see if you'd agree. One would be you get up in the morning and you think, okay, I've got my gratitude journal. The challenge is to say thank you to someone today. Who can I say thank you to? And you plan, you plan it. In other words, you think ahead, you plan, right, I'm going to thank right. so-and-so. Right. But the other way would be like when we walked in the building today, the other, the other way that's equally good is just walk around, go go about your normal activities of the day, 
but have it in your mind that you're going to try to find someone to express a, a gratitude you haven't done before. And I'll bet you, you will see more than one person during that day where you have something that comes to you and you're just, you know, thanks for, thanks for being so nice to my son when he was here the other day, you know? Yeah. I mean, we do end usually with a conversation with anybody with, you think I am really grateful for this person. Sometimes you just think it, but you don't say it. That's right. So I think that really is going to be important to um, think about this today. I was just thinking about last night. We thank those people really graciously they were in because, our audience. Yeah, because yeah. they were terrific parents and the organizers were great. The, the administrator just took such good care of us. So I think if we just have that in our mind that we're going to find somebody. Appreciation. It's just, it's just a marvelous thing. And I have to say, honey, you are really good at this. You're my teacher on this one because I watch Linda and Linda has a way, those of you who know her who have met Linda know this, She'll go up to someone and sort of your trademark. I don't even know how aware you are, but but you'll you'll oftentimes lay your hand on their arm, look them right in the eye and express your gratitude. Oh, well, maybe they hate that. No, no, no. I think they love it. I think they love it. And Um, I wish I I was better at it. Hands-on person. Yeah. Anyway, um, so think about this week. Think about how you're going to do this and how you're going to make it work. Let us just give you a few little quotes to propel you out. This is from Aesop. Aesop Aesop's fables. Gratitude is the sign of noble souls. I like that. That gets back to what I was saying earlier, that it's, it was Ben Franklin who thought you could form your character by working on a certain quality each, each day or each month. And what we're saying is you can form character by just increasing your output of gratitude to other people. Now, this month, it's not so much about gratitude to God as it has been in the, in the last couple of months. This, right. this is more about gratitude to other people. So. Right. Um, just one other. Um, there is no greater difference between men than between grateful and ungrateful people. Yeah, that's a big difference. And uh, Blythe, R.H. Blythe. R.H. Blythe. Let's see if there's a couple more because some of these, sometimes these quotes are just what we need to motivate us. Reputation is for time. Character is for eternity. That's true. J.B. Goff said yeah, that. Yeah, but think about it. We're talking about character. I yeah. mean, being being grateful and expressing gratitude to people really is that builds character. Everything. Here's another one. This is Cicero. Cicero. This is an ancient quote. Gratitude is the greatest of virtues. In fact, the parent of all other virtues. Now, that's the heart of it. That's the heart of what we're trying to say. Gratitude is the parent of all other virtues, because if you are cultivating gratitude and thankfulness and practicing it and saying it to God and saying it to other people, that creates all the other virtues. That creates love. That creates loyalty. That creates respect. That creates honor. It really does come together. And we've got even a more ancient one from Seneca. (laughs) Nothing is more honorable than a grateful heart. So there's the connection again. Honor is a matter of gratitude. A grateful heart is the most honorable thing. So to us, this is a real epiphany, the direct connection between building gratitude in your life and building 
real character in your soul. Yeah. So we hope we've given you something to think about today. We wish that we could just stop and talk to you through the screen. It would be so great. But we do appreciate those of you who are listening in. We actually, um, as Richard mentioned at first, we do once in a while meet somebody that says, hey, I, I was listening, and we do appreciate that so much. We really do, especially you who tune in every week and, and who follow us on the Ayers on the Road podcast. And maybe just to wrap up back where we started, honey, um, what a thing it is to be in a world that is as unpredictable and frightening as what's happening right now in Ukraine and yet to still be able to say there's much more light in the world than dark. And we're so grateful for that. And we're so grateful for the courage we're seeing in that part of the world. And we're so grateful to know that it's all in God's hands. And that, uh, as Gordon B. Hinckley used to say, it'll all, it'll all turn out right in the end. And if it doesn't, it's not the end. <laughs> So thanks for joining us today, and we really appreciate you, and thank you for listening in. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time on Ayers on the Road. Bye-bye. Bye.